Good morning, good morning. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Today is September 24th, 2023. This is uh, the day, uh, Yom Kippur Day of Atonement. It starts tonight at sundown. <clears throat> so it, but it's today is Yom Kippur. It starts tonight though. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Why don't you go ahead and pray? Father, we just give you glory and we honor you this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father God, that you are doing a fresh new thing this day. Father, even as we enter into Yom Kippur, Father God, we know that it begins today. And we thank you, Lord, that are opening you opening our understanding, Father God, as to its significance. Lord, this is a day of uh, of atonement, Lord God. This is a time that we reflect, Lord God. We we put away things, Lord. It's a day of uh, uh, we begin to fast and we begin to to cleanse and purify and and um, just put away the things, Lord God, that may be. That that could have uh, we, we put away the things to prepare us for what you have for us, God. We just love you, we praise you, we thank you, Lord God, just for what you are doing in the lives of the those connected to this ministry, Father yeah. God. You're opening up the eyes of their understanding, Father. You're giving them revelation, Lord. You are blessing them abundantly, God. We just love you this morning. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. I want to welcome everyone to the early morning hour of power with us, Pastor and Prophets Michael and Tanya Bryant of Restored Ministries International, where our ministry, our purpose, and our mission is to restore, renew, and refresh you, the sons of God, with the word of God. Now, what you hear this morning is not going to be our opinion, but it's going to be the word. Because the Bible says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. And we just want to declare and decree that as you receive this word today, as you receive the teaching, the Bible says that those that received him, the word, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. That's right. Now, now, now that's the key this morning. See, see, when you get the word, when you get the teaching, when you receive the revelation from God, see, now you can go and you can receive your personal manifestation from the word. Whatever the Lord has for you in this word, that's what you receive. 
Because the Bible says that the power is in the receiving. To as many as received him, the word he gave them, his power, his dunamis, to become the sons of God. So ultimately, our number one purpose is to grow as sons of God. Now, ladies, you know when I say sons, it has nothing to do with gender. It has everything to do with your divine created connection to Elohim. Because in Genesis chapter one, it says, God create, he said, let us create Adam, mankind in our image and after our likeness. And if the word says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, God is a spirit. So that means we're spirit first, not, not body. Okay. So let's in the proper perspective this morning, we are teaching the word to penetrate and impermeate your spirit. And then in your mind, you can make a decision to receive and it will manifest in the body or the outward nature of the earth realm. Amen. So I'm just look, send this video to your peeps, to the people that you rock with. Send it. Amen. Share the video. Amen. And let's get sound right when you say it. <laughs> well, then why don't you say it then? You already said it. You already <laughs> it Since you said it didn't sound right when I said it. it don't, because you're stealing from me. Oh, I ain't stealing. Once yeah, it's yeah. out in the air, it's fair game. <laughs> Amen. Well, good morning. Oh, good morning, thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. You make me feel better. <laughs> um, so, amen. We're excited about today. We're excited. We're going to learn about Yom, Yom Kippur. And so we encourage you to send this video out. This is going to be an instructional teach, teaching because we're all about teaching the word of God, right? Amen. So that you can be uh, refreshed and restored and renewed through the word of God. And so you can live an abundant life, spirit, soul, body, and financial. So we're so excited about the word. Thank you. Thank you. So just send this uh, video out, the people that you rock with, your tribe, your friends, your frenemies, send it out. Amen. Send it out so that um, they can get the revelation. So let's move forward. And for some of y'all, you can see that we're at a split screen. I am yet still in Ohio and I will be here for a little longer. Um, I just want to let you know and thank you all so much for your prayers. My father is doing much better. Amen. And so I am here though, um, just to be a blessing, just to to support family, because really th that's what it's about. Uh, supporting one another and, and being there. And so I thank um, Pastor Michael for just letting me be gone. I've been gone ever since August 6th, right? Mm -hmm. And so we'll, we'll, we'll be coming home probably within the next couple of months. So just keep us in your prayers. We thank you uh, for the seeds that you've been sowing. You've just been a, a tremendous blessing um, to our family. So we love you all. We just thank you. So that's why for some of you, we're split screen because I'm in a whole nother state. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen and amen. So so once again, let's go ahead and grab your Bibles, grab your coffee, your tea, your smoothie, whatever it is that you drink in the morning. 
and let's go to this word. Now, listen, right there on the screen where you can see Yom Kippur, that's the Hebrew translation of the phrase Day of Atonement. Now, listen, we're, we're not taking you back to the law. We're not trying to, you know, do all this thing. But the Bible says this. He says, there are, there are some things in the word that the Bible says to do forever, okay? And the first of all, what we have to understand is when Paul talks about um, doing communion or doing, you know, remembering the Lord, this is what he's talking about. It's that area of repentance. Now, we should have a lifestyle of daily repentance because we always messing up. Okay. Put it back, babe. Thank you. Thank you. It looks so much better that way. Thank you. Messing mess with my flow right here. No. <laughs> but listen, when you talk about Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things, and his righteousness. Okay, the righteousness is staying in right standing with God. Saying, Lord, I know that as Paul said, we all have fallen short of the glory of the Lord. Okay, so let's let's get rid of the religious mentality that someone's trying to take you back to the law. And that word law in the word was actually the Torah anyway. So let's get to what the Lord says to if we would do these things, if we would repent if we would confess to him. I'm not talking about confessing to people. You repent to the Lord. Okay. Because as we're going into next week begins the Feast of Tabernacle, okay? This is when the Father has already touched down. He's already come down to reconnect and refresh and restore and renew us in this fresh new year that we were in. Last week, what? We learned about our, what? Rosh Hashanah, which is our Hebrew New Year. This is our new year, 5784, which we learned last week that the Lord spoke and said that 5784 is going to be your season of favor and the greater, okay? 5784 is going to be your season of favor and the greater. Amen. Okay? So understand, Psalms 512, he says, for, for you will bless the righteous and you will surround them with favor as with a shield, Okay? You're going to have a season of favor. Your favor is going to be like a shield to you. And, and then Haggai chapter 2, it, uh, verse 9, 6 through 9, and that the glory of this latter house shall be greater than, the, than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And this place will I give peace, saith the Lord. So and that's you, verse 9, right? Yes, babe, 6 through 9. Okay, so... So what, so what we have to understand is when the Lord says it's a new season, we have to go with where the word says. He said, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We are walking out the path of the word. Amen. So let's get to this. Amen. So we are talking about. And let me get this out the way here. Let's go yep. back to the feasts. What, what, what do we you want to reiterate that again why we do what we do why we but go ahead because the bible says <laughs> the feast in in a deuteronomy 16 okay he says 
to come into my presence three times in the year and don't come empty handed. Okay. Because God's kingdom is built on seed time and harvest while the earth remains seed time and harvest. So we have the feast of Passover, which is in between March and April, which is the beginning. The first it's called the first month of God's year. Then 50 days later, we have the feast of Pentecost. It was first called the feast of weeks because it was seven weeks and one day after Passover. And then we have the Feast of Tabernacles, which we're going into next week, which is the end of the year. Okay, so all these three times are the times and seasons when God the Father comes down personally to reconnect and reflect and restore and renew his sons in his kingdom. So he says to come into his presence three times in the year. So the Lord's feast allow us to be restored, reconciled, and reconnected to the Lord, to his promise of dominion and inheritance. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what your credit report says. I don't care what your bank account says. You have an inheritance that God promised at, at creation, okay? And God is going to make sure that you receive your inheritance because when you enter into his presence at these times, we make the exchange. You're offering with what God has in his hands to take care of you for the whole year. And so these times are really a, a reset, right? So this right. happens every year. That's God, right. and, and it's not that it's the, the same thing happens, but the timing is there because right. what God is doing is he's allowing a reset in your life. Mm -hmm. He's allowing you to be able to, you know, just as we start, because the world system, their new year begins in January. Well, we're following God's system. And so this is, these feasts allow for a time for you to reset Re reflect. That's why, you know, there's these various days and each of the days have a meaning. And so we're taking the time to teach about the Lord's feasts. And so as Mike, as Pastor Michael said, this is the time these feasts allow us to be restored, reconciled, and reconnected to the Lord. That doesn't mean we don't do that throughout the year, but this is the designated, these are the designated times that God allows the reset to happen. Amen. So in this time, right now, God is saying, look, I've got my book of life opened up and this is the time to reflect and repent so that way nothing blocks what he wants to do in your life right now okay so it, it's very you know when we when we start thinking about about the goodness of god sometimes we forget everything that god has done we forget and repentance helps us to reflect when we understand that hey if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I might have been. I'm, David said this. He said, I might have slipped. I might have fallen. But David had had an understanding, okay, that 
even when he totally messed up. See, we use the Psalms that he wrote out of the area of his life when he totally, he had someone killed, he committed adultery, and in that time of reflection, of repentance, he said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit, who? And teach me, and I'll teach transgressors. See, this is the key to not just the letter of the word, but beginning to walk in the spirit of what the Lord said about entering into his presence. This time of Yom Kippur or the day of atonement okay. is entering into the presence of God to, re to repent and to reflect and say, Lord, I know I might have missed some things last year, but this year I'm starting off this season and this time right by putting everything up under the blood and begin to listening to your voice so I can begin to walk in your fullness at this time. Amen. So, so then, oh, go ahead. No, no, babe, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, you got it. So, Yom Kippur is the holiest or the highest holiest day of God's calendar year. It's the time when we are the closest or God is the closest to us and, and to the essence of our souls or our minds. Yom Kippur literally means day of atonement. As the verse says, for on this day, he will forgive you to purify you that you be cleansed from all of your sins before God. This is something that is personal. This is something that is done before the Lord. This is something that I believe that um, in, in a lot of ways, um, that the church has messed up in in like putting putting God's people on the spot and in certain areas that God didn't tell us to do it that way. God wants us to go to him. As a father, we bring things to him. Even as Paul said, cast your cares upon the Lord, okay, because he cares for you, okay? So let's go here. We're going to go to Leviticus, amen, chapter 16. Amen. Leviticus chapter 16. Can I, can I say something? Go ahead. So if you read the whole entire chapter of Leviticus 16, it talks about the day of atonement. And so Yom Kippur, and I always say it wrong, is one of the days within this whole, the Feast of Tabernacle, right? Right. right. And so, so last week we talked about what did we talk about last week? Rosh Hashanah. And the, so the new year. Right. And so today we are talking about Yom Kippur. So these are kind of many events within the feasts. Right. Within the main event. Amen. So, um, and, and with everyone on Instagram, I know you can't see my wife and hear her, but, you know, um, we're going to fix that. Amen. But the bottom line is we have to understand that that when God tells us to do something and if it says to do it forever. See, that's the key. And we're going to learn this right now. We, 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 let's go to a Leviticus chapter 16. Now, now the key to Leviticus 16 and, and, and in the essence, we're going to go through a couple of scriptures because the Bible says with all you're getting, get understanding. Leviticus 
the day of atonement is a time when God set forth because God gave Moses a command to come and meet him because he was going to give him the 10 areas of the lifestyle walk that he wanted to give his, his children. He wanted to get rid of the 400 years of living in captivity and idol worship of Egypt and give them the 10 areas to walk in. We call it the 10 commandments, but it was the 10 areas of how he was going to teach his offspring, his children, how to live in the kingdom of God. They were getting out of the gods of Ra and the gods of Egypt and all that idol worship. And he was going to say, look, I am your God. I am your father. Here are the 10 areas that if we will begin to walk in these 10 areas, okay, then you will begin to reconnect with me, okay? So Leviticus chapter 16, it says, um, and we'll start <coughs> with uh, verse 7. Leviticus chapter 16, verse 7, okay? You don't want to start with five? We can. Leviticus chapter six, 16, and it says at verse five, <laughs> and he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats, for one for a sin offering and one for a burnt offering, okay? And Aaron shall offer, because, because before Aaron could go before behind the veil before the Lord, he had to do an offering for himself. So the Lord told him to get a bull for a sin offering for himself, to make atonement for himself and for his house, okay? So now this is about getting the leaven or getting the sin out of your house. Okay, just like the Feast of Passover, it talks about um, you get all the leaven out of the house. This is a this is another area of just getting all of the mess out of your house. Yes, Tanya, go ahead, babe. No, I mean, I, I it almost might be good to just even do start with verse one and just lay the cap and read it. But whatever you want, it's all good. Verse 1. You don't have to. And the Lord spoke unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron. The two sons of Aaron committed a, a huge sin by doing an offering that God had not told them to do. They went into the temple or the, or the temporary tabernacle. They got incense and began to do an offering before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, speak unto Aaron your brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the now. veil within the veil before the mercy seat. Wow. Now, God killed his two sons at the mercy seat. Okay, see, see, we think that God was all, you know, he was being, he was being, um, puffing out his chest, but he said, do not do anything that I did not tell you to do in yeah. my presence at the mercy seat, because that was the only place where mercy was released at wow. the time. And because he, they disobeyed God, 
See, just because you got grace don't mean that there won't be no consequences if you don't do what God tells you to do. See, this is where we got to remember who God is, okay? God's not... God's not bringing down lightning like the world tries to say, oh, if you mess up, God going to strike you down with lightning. But no, when God specifically says, do not do certain things in my presence, okay? is It's almost like God showing his righteousness. He is. He's saying, if I didn't teach you this way, yeah. you wouldn't learn how powerful and how devastating it is to defile my presence. Yeah. Wow. Okay? Wow. And then he told Aaron, Aaron, come into the holy place with a young bullock for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. So God is giving Aaron an opportunity to repent for him and his family for what his sons did. Okay? And, and it's, it's like God is giving him, giving him specific instructions. Son, this is what I need you to do. Right. Because he doesn't. He could just wipe it away, but God is setting a standard. He's saying, don't come empty handed. I need for you to bring this. Okay. And it's not necessarily the animal itself right. that God is needing. He needs the blood of the animal because yeah. later on in Paul, it says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Ah. So God used certain animals before Christ, yeah. him being named Yahshua. Wow. To shed his own blood, he to to cleanse the whole family of the defilement that the sons had entered into and had literally put a curse on the family of Aaron. Wow! Because they should have known better. They weren't no little kids. Okay, these were grown men that knew better. And so God, in His mercy, <laughs> is 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 showing them how to clean up. <laughs> how to get it right. Mm -hmm. Taking the time. Wow, mm. that's powerful. Someone type, I receive it. Come on, just type it right now. I receive oh. it. So we're understanding right now that when we remember what the Lord said to reflect and to repent. Now, listen, I don't know about anybody else, but ever since we got done last week, the Lord will begin to bring up stuff that maybe you didn't do right. Maybe you didn't go and tell this person that, hey, I repent, forgive me, whatever, in these times. Because listen, all this time leads to the the evening of tonight when God opens up the book of life. This is this is the this is the key. This is the getting everything together so God can say, look, I see your name is written in here. Let's make sure it stays written in here because we God gives us an opportunity. Jesus died, shed his blood, so we would never have to go and get a bull and get a get a ram and get all this other stuff again. But he shed the blood so we would always have a spiritual blood offering to remit to, oh my God, to remove the sin out of our life. Amen. And then uh, let me see here. In verse six, and Aaron shall offer this bullock for a sin offering which is for himself and make atonement for himself and for the house. And he shall take two goats. Here's where the congregation comes in and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So first Aaron had to bring two goats that God had to approve of before they even entered in. 
okay? And Aaron shall uh, and Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats. One lot is for the Lord that would be cut up, shed the blood, take the blood, and uh, and uh, save it because he's going to sprinkle it on the mercy seat for the atonement of the sin. And then the other lot is for the scapegoat. Now, here's what you got to understand about the scapegoat. The scapegoat would be the offering that Aaron would lay both hands on and pronounce all the sins of the children of Israel onto that one. That's why it's called a scapegoat. And then that goat would be led into a into a deserted place in the wilderness to walk and die. And that would be the atonement for the whole year. Wow. Okay. So this is why Jesus was not only the lamb of God or our Passover lamb or our sacrificial lamb, but he was also the scapegoat. Okay. Because all the sins of the world had to come upon him. And this is why it says that we have a high priest that was touched with every infirmity. Come on now. So then what we're seeing here is a foreshadowing. That's right. Of what Jesus would do for us. That's right. And because they because Jesus hadn't died, God allowed all of this to happen as a way to for the people for the children of Israel and for his people to be recon, reconnected to him. Would that be accurate? Yes. The whole thing was, this is why Jesus had to die, okay? Because the one that was sacrificed, that they um, cut the neck, they bled him, then they cut him up, put him on the uh, altar, burnt it with fire, took the fat, offered it as a worship offering unto the Lord, and then they took the blood, and then they sprinkled it seven times on the mercy seat to atone for the whole camp. Wow. See, so when you understand that what Jesus did on the cross, come on, but now. not only the sins of past sins, but all the sins that would come after. Okay, mm. before there was an AIDS, Jesus died on the cross that you would be repentant of AIDS, repentant of COVID, repentant of anything that would come in this area, any type of transgender, before there was transgender, before there was anything that would cause us to not walk, uh, as we say, upright or righteous with God, Jesus had to take all that on himself. So which means God made him hang on the cross so all the effects of the sin would come on his body that's why the people were appalled because he he was no longer recognized because as he hung, everything came upon him on the cross as he died after he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. So let's see here. So that was the scapegoat, okay? And then it says, and Aaron shall bring the goat which the lot fell for the sin offering, and the but the goat that fell on the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement for him and let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. So that was verse 10. Yes. So so now these were things that the priests, okay, Aaron had to teach 
his family, his sons, and everybody that would come after him how to walk in this uprightness as the priests of the Lord because they had to do this even after Aaron died and even after Aaron had to pay for what would come later in Exodus 31, the reason why God had to put this in place because Aaron made a golden calf because the people couldn't wait for Moses to come down with the word that he was already getting prepared for. Amen. Uh, let's go to Leviticus 23. Amen. So, well, you know what? Before that, let's read because we've got Leviticus 29 right here. Okay. Leviticus 16, verse 29. And it says, and this shall be a statute forever. Now, I want you to understand this. This has nothing to do about keeping you in the law. God, when God commands something, that's someone type it is so. Come on now. Come on now. It is so. I'm going to type it here for Instagram. Leviticus 16, 29. And this shall be a statute forever unto you in the seventh month. On the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls. This word afflict your souls means to repent. It means to go into a day of, quote unquote, solemnness or repentance or reflection and you shall afflict your souls and do no work whether it be one of your own country or a stranger or someone that lives with you it was a time of the sabbath a day of rest it shall be a sabbath of rest unto you and you shall repent or afflict your souls by a statute forever he says it again and then verse uh verse uh 32, and the priests whom he shall anoint, whom he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office in his father's stead shall make atonement and shall put on the linen clothes, even the holy garments. And then verse 34, and this shall be an everlasting statute unto you to make atonement for the children of Israel for all of their sins once a year. And he did as the Lord commanded Moses. Okay. So now here's, here's, here's also the key to this. As Moses is telling Aaron this, God is preparing Aaron to prepare his predecessor or, or the next one to stand in his place because the Lord had to cause him to pay the consequence for building an idol for the children. So Leviticus 23. I didn't go too fast, did I? Okay, good. All right, Leviticus 23. And it says in verse 27, or actually 26, and the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, also on the 10th day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement and it shall be a holy convocation unto you and you shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. And you shall do no work in the same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. And whatsoever so it be that shall not be afflicted in the same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. 
So listen, God said God was very serious about this. Everyone is not no work in the camp. It was serious because actually someone went to get wood for the offering on the day of atonement. And God struck him dead because he was doing work on the day of atonement. God didn't care about that piece of wood at that time. So, so, so what we have to understand is this is a time of reflection. It's a time of repentance. Paul said, for as often as you do this, okay, talking about communion, we put him in remembrance. This time is a time of remembrance, okay? This is not just about doing two goats and this, that, and the other, because Jesus died and became both the offering and the scapegoat at the same time. But go ahead. So we don't have to do this any longer. God, because of what Jesus did. God says that we don't have to, to grab the animals and do this any longer. Okay. But God still wants us to take this time and right. to repent and reflect during this time because Jesus became the ultimate scapegoat. He became the blood that cleanses us, not only just for a year, but forever, okay? And anytime we we sin because of his blood that was shed, we can repent and be uh, released from our sins, okay? And the Bible even says, and we'll learn this a little bit uh, if, if we have time today, that God says that he remembers your sin no more after you repent, okay? This is this is the key. God wanted to get out of just a yearly thing, and he wanted to say, because I gave you my son as the ultimate offering, okay? This is the ultimate reconnection and reflection and restoring of our relationship, amen? You know, I was... um online and I I often will jump to CNN just to see what's going on in the world because I know there's a lot of foolishness and what have you but we as Christians we need to be we need to have the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other so we know what's going on right we and wow. and so on CNN on their website they have a whole thing about Yom Kippur so the world even acknowledges, you know, just right. the understanding of the importance. And so for those of you that this may be your brand new, you, you're brand new to us and you're like, what the heck are y'all talking about? <laughs> what we're doing is we are diving deep in, we're rightly, what does the Bible talk about? Rightly dividing, dividing the, word the word of God. That's right. We're we're even we're going through the feast to because some people again they don't keep them and 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 they're blessed and mm -hmm. and, and 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 that's fine. Mm -hmm. But here at Restored Ministries, we're we're about really digging deeper, right? We mm -hmm. want to restore, renew, and refresh people so that they can live a a, a life that is. Um, a blessed life so they can be restored and renewed. We we want to take you back to what God has originally set forth, right? And so we're teaching this so that you can have a deeper and more intimate relationship and you can get the benefits of all that God has for you. Again, yeah. you don't have to accept this. You don't have to believe it. I mean, it's in the word of the Lord, but we're taking the time 
to teach this and show you, again, this is all about that reconnection, that reconciling, that reset. God, we're, we're, God talks about this, this Yom Kippur as a way to reset. They go, this is a time of atonement, a time of cleansing. Why, why are you doing all that? To reset. Mm-hmm. Now, and what we got to understand is that um, this, and I'm typing it here. Why does it keep on doing this? This. Restoring ministry is about restoring the whole man. Right. Okay? It's not just being, being a New Testament believer, okay, where we only believe from Malachi three verse eight, when it, when it talks about giving and then the four gospels and stuff like that. See, we are, we are about restoring the whole brand. And, and when God says, Hmm, I will restore unto you all the years. Okay. Joel chapter two, all the years. See, there, there are some things in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Right. There, there, there are some things in our relationship with the Lord that God promised us that we haven't received because of past things that our past generations didn't fulfill. But God says that we have an opportunity to receive those things and, and everything that was due to us. Okay. So, Yes, yes, Pastor Tanya. Well, what you're saying is really powerful. And even as you look on this slide, we have Joel 23, 26. And so 25 is what you're referencing. You're saying, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which i sit among you you just talked about their things i i just thought maybe you want to expand on that because that hit what you were saying but that's what it's all about okay and even joel chapter two is a direct connection to the feast it talks about the former rain and the latter rain these are areas that god he when he put genesis 8 22 into operation while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Everything that God did was according to his times and seasons. Even when he brought them out of Egypt, it was right at the time which would become the beginning, the beginning of the rain, the beginning of sowing seed. Pentecost is the it's the 50 days. So, so when we understand that God wanted to create a bet he wanted to reconnect them to their created lifestyle of the beginning okay even now when we're you know with all our technology if we don't understand that god created us first to be plant eaters and not always a meat eater and then we understand why certain things go on in our body and especially as we get older okay because we didn't remember how god created us okay so everything yeah, goes good. back to creation. It goes back to the beginning. We, if if Adam would have never fell, we wouldn't have to do some of these things. Jesus wouldn't have to had to have come and died on the cross. But because it did, God had already made a way of escape. He made a way of of being restored. 
And these is this is what it took to reconnect us back to Father God. Amen. And so what's so powerful, even as you look again, our ministry, Restored Ministries International, the first line says we must be restored to who we really are. And so we're not walking in the fullness of who we really are when if if we're not understanding and even practicing some of the various things. That's a great analogy, what you said. Why, you know, and I know some people they're they only eat vegetables, right? Because really we we weren't reared, so to speak, to have to eat meat, right? And and so our and you said like our bodies break down. I mean, so there's a lot of people that have gone back. Again, we still eat meat, <laughs> you right. know. So, but what you're saying is, our we're all about teaching, really who we really are. So as it says, restored means to be complete, to be in a covenant peace, whole, to be made complete, to retort, return to an original state to put back to a former place or position. And that's and so why, that, go ahead. And that's why Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's the whole, that's the whole completion, the life. His whole purpose, why he did his little short time of ministry was to model and be the living example of how we were supposed to live. And even though after getting kicked out of the garden, God allowed us to eat meat. He allowed us to do certain things, but he says you still have to do it with wisdom and understanding. So that way, he yeah, said, certain yeah. things don't eat because I didn't create that to wow. be put into your body. I oh, created wow. certain things for only the animals to eat because their bodies were meant to digest and do the certain things that would cause them to be able to live and sustain, but your body I only created it a certain way. And if you go outside my way, I don't care how much you lift weights. I don't care how many miles you run. I don't care if you are vegan, vegetarian, omnivore. I don't care what you are. If your, your body will tell you this is how God created me and I am going to walk out creation. Okay. Wow. That's really powerful. And I know that like, um, I, I've been watching like a lot of the, um, animal shows and the vet shows. And so it's amazing. You have like, like hippos, they don't eat meat as big as they are, nope. but they, and their body was created, you know, they, they eat only vegetables and like gorillas, they're, they're, all these huge animals you think are are about eating meat? No, even God, even the dinosaurs. There were huge dinosaurs yes. that only ate from the trees. Let's come on now. Let's just be real. Oh, okay, yes, dinosaurs walked on the earth. God right. created dinosaurs. Okay, but what you got to understand is it was because of how God created Earth and life to live on earth, that when God created man, man was king of the earth and, and he was in power over all of the living things. But Adam messed that up. See, his, oh my God, we, we, oh my God. So, and even though 
everybody on Instagram, I know you can't hear everything that my wife is saying, but, and we're going to have to fix that. We're going to work on that this week. Okay. But I want to get to Hebrews chapter nine because Hebrews chapter nine, verse 28 sums this up. Why did Jesus come and die? Why did Jesus have to become the scapegoat? Why did he have to become the offering? Okay. Hebrews chapter nine, our glory verse. Ooh. Verse 26, 27, and 28. And we're going to have to end here for time's sake. Amen. And it says in verse 26, For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, he, he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Okay. He destroyed sin by sacrificing himself. Okay, I want you to get this. See, believers are sometimes so sin conscious and they don't understand, they don't have the understanding that Jesus died to put away sin out of, he sacrificed himself to destroy sin. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Okay? Jesus came and died to destroy sin and the effects of sin in our life. But if we don't understand that we still have to come to the Father, confess our sins to the Father, Plead the blood of Jesus over our life and walk in that covenant, in the offering that Jesus died and became so we can walk in the fullness of life. I want to walk in God's fullness. Amen. Good morning, Aretha. And so that's why we have, that's why we're, we're even talking about, I love you summed that up. That's what Yom, Yom, Kippur, Yom Kippur is really all about is the day of a it is through the blood of jesus mm -hmm. that we have been cleansed and That's so right. we take this day so starting sun so sundown, sundown. That's right. so then what happens is it's a time of reflection right it's a time of reflection it's a time of repentance whatever the lord brings up in your spirit just confess it to the lord you ain't got to confess it before people you get by yourself and say lord Forgive me for that and forgive me for anything and everything that I've done. Okay. Listen, Paul said, look, as often as you do this, yes, today God has said, I'm here to not only make an exchange and cleanse you of everything to restore it to you all the years, like in Joel. Right. So that way, when you walk into the Feast of Tabernacles and you tabernacle or you dwell, you live with me, you hang out with me for seven to eight days, okay? It's going to be a time when I... Sorry, <laughs> it was an accident. It was, it's going to be a time that now I can pour out all of the blessing, all of the wealth, all of the help, and put everything in proper order because you came into my presence, you came with an offering, you came with something in your hand. You cleansed. You repented before me, not before man. So you repent before man. 
I'm sorry, negate that. You repent to the Lord, okay? And God cleanses you from all unrighteousness. See, that's the key. Lord, I want to walk in your fullness and I don't want unforgiveness. I don't want doubt. I don't want fear. I don't want anything keeping me, all my blessings being blocked because I haven't let go of some things. Amen. So listen, even right now, okay, and I know for those of you who would like to, tomorrow night, I'm just going to do just a special 20 minute at sundown, just a, just a special 20, 25 minute teaching. And we're going to make it a time right there at sundown tomorrow night. Why? Because the Bible says when we enter into his presence at this time, he says he's going to bless us. Okay. So I'm going to do a special thing tomorrow night just for it. Do a quick little teaching, but we've got to do things God's way. That's the key. The kingdom of God means God's way of doing things. And even now, as we, as we prepare to sow, the Bible says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So right now we get everything prepared so we can walk in the fullness of God and walk in his total blessing, walk in his total relationship, in the totality of favor. This is the season of favor and the greater. But you can't get there if you got stuff blocking up the pipeline that God's trying to get stuff to you. And the way to unblock the pipeline is to repent. He says, confess your sins to the Lord and he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. So come on, let, let's just get it together right now. Just say, Father. Father. Your word says. Your word says. If I repent. If I repent. That you would cleanse me. That you would cleanse me. And forgive me. And forgive me. Of all of my sins. Of all of my sins. Father, right now. Father, right now. I take a blood bath. I take a blood bath. The same blood. The same blood. That Jesus shed on the cross. That Jesus shed on the cross. Cover me. Cover me. Spirit. Spirit. Soul. Soul. Body. Body. And financially. And financially. Father. Father. I repent. I repent. For all past generations. For all past generations. Where they did not repent. Where they did not repent. Cleanse, cleanse me. Cleanse me. Of any generational. Of any generational. Curses or sins. Curses or sins. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. And so there's four ways to donate. You're going to go over that? Yes. So you can use our PayPal. And you can go right, right straight to the PayPal website and use restored M-I-N-I-N-T-L and you can use the PayPal. If you want to use Zelle, you can go into your own account and use the Zelle application and go from your account into the ministry account by using our Gmail at restored M-I-N-I-N-T-L at Gmail. Or you can use our church cash app and you can use dollar sign restored M-I and go cash app straight into the ministry. And you can also still use the website also 
at www.RestoredMinistriesInt.org. But you want to sow a seed. I, and, you know, right now, as we are in this new new season, new year, you know, listen, sow the 5784 for the new season that we're in. You can use 5784. You can use 157 84 $557.84. If the Lord tells you to sow a $5,557 seed in 84 cents, use the this new season that we're in. Amen. But listen, sow a seed. So you've heard the word. Now seal the word by the sowing of seed. Amen and amen. So it's right there. Sow your seed. The Bible says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not stop. It, it also says, given, it shall be given. Okay? Sow your seed right now. And listen, enter unto the fullness of the Lord by walking in the word, walking in, in repentance and the lifestyle of freedom. Repentance is a lifestyle of freedom. Amen? Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And he died to set us free. Amen. Amen. And so you're going to talk about what the five and the seven and the eight and the four means probably next week of the 5784. Um, sure okay. So, all right. <laughs> yeah. She's just reminding me of things. Amen. <laughs> she's my spiritual reminder. Amen. But listen, sow your seed. Sow your seed. It's key. So you see, you can't have harvest without first sowing seed. While the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest. It's God's kingdom principle. It's his law in the universe. Nothing can be harvested unless a seed has first been sown. Amen. Oh, my Amen. God. It is. It is. I want to thank everyone for joining in for this hour of power. Listen, I'm going to do a special thing tomorrow night. But listen, because tonight we are entering into the uh, uh, it, it's actually called a feast. OK, it's a time of Yom Kippur. Amen. To where at sundown tonight until sundown tomorrow is a time of reflection. It's also a time of fasting and prayer. So even, even though sometimes, you know, you got to go to work, but, but but you can have a spiritual and mental time of fasting and prayer. So when you come tomorrow night, I'm just going to take 15, 20 minutes tomorrow night and just share just, just a little bit, recap of what we went over. But listen, it's your time. It's your season. God's favoring you. He's going to make this time and season be greater than any other time and season in your life. It's your time to receive. Thank you so much for joining in. What time you. tomorrow? Uh, 6.30 Mountain Standard Time. Yes. And I'll just do about 15, 20 minutes. Amen. Just to kind of, you know, because it's it's serious how how when we just do what the Lord tells us to do, we don't know how it affects the days and the weeks and, and things that we're going to encounter that he's already seen. Amen. So thank you for joining in. Thank you for joining in on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and wherever that you're joining in on. We'll see you next week on the Hour of Power. Be blessed.